Culture Dumps. Hello, folks, and welcome back to Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. Today, my guest host is James Ford. He was on our Ben Stein episode. He's been on a bunch of our Patreon stuff, patreon.com slash culture dumps. Um, and he is one third of the Stay in School podcast. Um, James, how are you doing? Good, good, good. Hey, ho. Patreon.com slash culture dumps. <laughs> are you feeling anxious or ADHD rattled? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little, uh, I, I'm feeling a little autistic. I'm feeling a little yeah. fidgety? Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have the cure. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Well, what, what prey could it be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're talking about fidget spinners. Probably one of the dumbest fucking things that we've ever dumped. Um, and it's funny, like, sometimes when I pick a topic like this, uh, as I'm writing it out, I'm like, man, this is going to be like three pages, dude. And then ends up being like the standard 11 page. And I'm just like, there's I know too much about fidget spinners. Yeah. <laughs> and after this episode, you will, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So get excited. Get your fidget spinners ready. I was going to have a microphone like off to the side where I was just going to constantly be fidget spinning mm. in it but then i was like that will drive folks fucking yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. yeah including myself a lot of work yeah <laughs> yeah ex exactly yeah it's not uh i don't need that um also i do want to say guys uh besides the patreon and all that stuff that we always plug one of the best things you can do to help out the show is leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to it on you know if you have time type one out or just rate it you know five stars of course uh nothing else will suffice so why is it a dump well, fidget spinners are a dump because they are a gold standard example of someone's good intentions and honest-to-goodness effort being capitalized on by opportunistic shadow figures lying in wait. Sounds a little dramatic. Ooh. Uh, much like how pogs, soap shoes, or even the hoverboard were created by folks just trying to have some fun, whose little invention experienced a truly organic boom in popularity only to have the credit for their creation stolen out from under them. Uh, also fidget spinners were one of the most recent and possibly one of the last like tangible mega toy trends. You know, it's not like, like nowadays it's, you know, we, we've talked about it before with like pogs and stuff. Nowadays it's, you know, a digital stuff, you know, Fortnite skins and, and add-ons <laughs> and apps and, and shit like that. This yeah. is something you, you can hold in your hand, you know, and it, and it has one function and it was everywhere and now it's nowhere. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a kid with one of these in their hand in, I don't know, almost 10 years. <laughs> I mean, every once in a while, if I get drunk enough, I suppose I'll bust it out. Or, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> like like the guy at the party that like pulls out the guitar to play like the one song. It's just like, maybe I'll maybe I'll blow the dust yeah, off yeah, Old yeah. Faithful here. Yeah, the girlfriend's like, Tommy, don't yeah. pull out the fidget spinner at the party again. Yeah, <laughs> texting the girl. Yeah. He, or like at dinner, like yeah, he's yeah. got a fidget spinner, really. Yeah, yeah. fidget spinnering Wonderwall in yeah. front of a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. So this is like a major callback to like Beanie Babies, Pogs, Soap Shoes. It's like flash in the pan sensations. And toys are like that most likely because of how quickly, you know, they grow up and then change interests. But the interesting thing with fidget spinners was that they also caught the attention of adult consumers. And that's the big difference because, you know, a fidget spinner. The whole thing was it's supposed to help with, you know, your anxiety or your ADHD, keep you from fidgeting, keep you on task, which is completely ridiculous if you ask me because, oh, yeah, me spinning this dumb shit in one hand is definitely going to keep me working harder. Yeah. 
it does. It seems counterintuitive. You should just take up smoking. Yeah, right. yeah. Just you can see. smoke and type. And type. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can't type and fidget <laughs> uh, or spin, I should say. Um, but also, you know, the the rise of fidget spinners coincides with this rising trend that we've been seeing over the last decade of self-diagnosed and treated mental illness. Like all of a sudden, everyone needed a fidget spinner to deal with their anxiety or their ADHD. When it's like, but like, how are you managing before? <laughs> yeah. You know, like they like were, all of a yeah. sudden you're. Yeah. Like, yeah, this debilitating fucking mental illness that mm-hmm. can only be quelled by this stupid fucking toy. Yeah. Like, you know, and none of these people, I feel like the folks that really use fidget spinners, and I'm talking about adults because, of course, there's been studies showing that, you know, children, especially autistic children, children with hyperactive, you know, disorders and things like that, it can help them. But if you're fucking, like, in your late 20s, like, you should have already crossed that bridge and, and gotten some help. Like, this fucking stupid thing that I'm holding in my hand right now and fidgeting with is not going to help you. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's been no scientific proof that it'll help an adult with the, with these conditions. Maybe it's just something that uh, was so uh, objectively uncool that you had to come up with a real legit reason yeah. to get one. It's like, I'm so, like, I, I have problems. Yeah, like, yeah. it's okay. Just get just yeah, get the toy. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't need to, like, claim that you're sick yeah. <laughs> you know, in the fucking head. Yeah, this fidget spinner is going to cure my cancer. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah do they have a tumor spinner? Yeah. <laughs> so, let's get into it. You spin me right round. Toys. They are literally made to be a distraction. They are made to keep children occupied. But in the late 2010s, a toy burst onto the market that was seemingly supposed to accomplish the opposite. Fidget spinners are what someone might call a functional toy. And there's always been educational toys. I don't know if you remember like the smart kid stores like Zany Brainy. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like, just like puzzles, puzzles and shit. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like a, a marble in like a 3D Jenga block or something. Yeah. And just... you're just like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like that's for smart kids. Yeah. Like, no, I'll take a G.I. Joe, please. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a fidget spinner, it really can't be categorized as an educational toy. It's the most benign shit ever. And there really is no benefit. You're not getting anything out of it. Uh, it's just supposed to be like background noise to keep you on task, or at least that's how they ended up being uh, advertised. So fidget spinners, as we know them, came into existence in May of 1993 when a young Tulsa, Oklahoma mother named Catherine Hedinger created a small handheld toy that could be manipulated with one or both hands. The sole purpose of the toy was to just spin it. Hedinger was sick with myasthenia gravis and found it nearly impossible to take care of herself as well as her daughter. In order to keep her daughter occupied for short intervals of time, she developed what we now call the fidget spinner. And just so you know, that uh, that sickness she had, that illness, it's an autoimmune disorder. It affects this like skeletal shit and you're just in pain always. Mm-hmm. So got to be tough. So, you know, put a fidget spinner in the kid's hand, shut him up. Whatever I happened mean, to just putting him in front of the TV? Yeah, exactly. Well, they have iPads now, but well, not uh, 93. Yeah. 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 I mean, I it, like it sounds like instead of giving it to her daughter, she should have used it for herself to yeah. cure her illness. Yeah. Yeah. Because the fidget spinners are therapeutic yeah, uh, yeah. in nature. So what what a fidget spinner is, it's it's a generally it's a circular fan like shape um, you know, it's centered around a ball bearing or ball bearings with weighted lobes extending out in all directions. The lobes help keep the momentum going. The bearings obviously get the spin going um and they're small you know they fit in the palm of your hand i'm sure you guys have seen them if you haven't did you just get out of like Mm -hmm. a fucking prison like you know like in the third world i don't i don't know where you would have been to not run into fidget spinners it's out of control like (laughs) so many places could could be 
Russia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about Hopefully that. Hopefully not. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about Russia. Yeah, of yeah. Of course. So what started as a means to occupy her kids soon became an all-consuming hobby. Hedinger began creating several other variations of her invention and even began selling them at local craft fairs. Now, that should remind you about the Cabbage Patch Kids. When we, we talked about how the woman that created Cabbage Patch Kids would just sell them at craft fairs. It was just a cute thing that she did. And then... Some dude, that guy Xavier, came in with his cowboy hat, saw those things on the table, and was like, that's how I'm going to make my fortune, and <laughs> you know, completely changes the story. Um, there's many other similarities to these toy episodes within Fidget Spinners, because um, I guess that's what makes it a dump. So, it was at these craft fairs that Hedinger realized her humble creation had potential to go mainstream. Four years after she created what is widely agreed to be the first actual fidget spinner, Hedinger filed a patent in Washington, D.C. in 1997. Now equipped with several prototypes, a short history of public sales, and an official patent, Hedinger was ready to take her toy to the masses. Her first stop and major speed bump was at Hasbro Toys. Hasbro initially agreed to produce the spinners, but soon after turned heel and declined the opportunity. And this is where it gets tricky and it starts getting kind of convoluted. The problem was that upon that hearing that Hasbro had passed, no other toy companies wanted it. Like, because why would a lesser toy company want to take a risk on a toy that the big dog said no to? You know, it, mm. it, it seems like it's like, no, you've already like, this, of course, you yeah. failed. Like, if these guys don't like it, you why gotta, the fuck would I sell it? You got to work your way up. Yeah, yeah, Move start no, at the bottom. No. But also, I mean, like that's also something that's happened. I mean, it happens in Hollywood and shit all the time and like with bands and everything. Like you get you're like right on the precipice. You have this like awesome opportunity and then it gets pulled out from under you at the, like the last second. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck. Who knew it was so hard to become a millionaire? Yeah, I know. What the fuck? It's like you actually have to work for it and shit. <laughs> but she was busting her ass. I mean, dude, to even get a meeting at Hasbro with a new toy is crazy, especially one as, as silly as a fidget spinner. Um, but yeah, you know, well, why would they take the risk? And not to mention, uh, while she was finding a mass producer for the spinners, the clock is ticking on her patent, which is only valid for eight years. So by 2005, Hedinger was struggling financially. Her invention had not taken off as she had hoped, and her career as a freelance chemical engineer was hardly making ends meet. That's a yeah. weird thing to freelance in. <laughs> when I read that, I had to read it a, a few times. Also, it, chemical engineer, like, you're not already, like, doing well? Yeah, I, that's, that's weird that you're making ends meet. I mean, even just like, a, I mean, chemical engineer, exactly, should be like a nice job, but like freelancing, I, yeah. I, it, that seems like it should be illegal. Like you just show up to like a chemical factory and be yeah. like, I mean, you need an extra pair of hands? Let's call it what it is. She was making meth. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a freelance yeah. chemical engineer. <laughs> That's awesome. So if you're keeping track, 2005 was eight years after her fidget spinner patent was issued and therefore had expired. The cost of renewing the patent was $400, which, knowing how successful fidget spinners became, doesn't seem like much, but it would be over a decade before the craze would hit. Hedinger simply could not afford to renew her patent, and the fidget spinner as a concept was up for grabs. Um, even if she had you know, renewed the patent, it would, you know, it would expire again in 2014, which is still a couple years shy of when it took off. So she's just fucked anyways. But also like, you know, that saying got to spend money to make money. Mm. If she spent $400, mm -hmm. she might've made millions. That's true. Yeah. And it's fucked. <laughs> like, yep. That is unfortunate shit. Who knew it was so hard to become a millionaire. I know. God, I think that's the real lesson here. Mm -hmm. Now this is where the story switches gears and spins in a whole new direction. So in 2014, tech specialist Scott McCoskery invented a little spinner he dubbed the Torque Bar. 
the torque bar mm-hmm. sounds like a sex toy uh, in an effort to quell his at work fidgeting. On May 11th, 2016, McCoskery applied for a patent for the torque bar, which was approved in March of 2017. However, he also was too late. And this is where you start seeing like the culture of the fidget spinner change. It's like rather than a child's toy, it's like now it's for like tech bros that just need to like give their idle hands something to do mm-hmm. as they're scanning through data or whatever the or, fuck these or guys dog do. whistle. Or, yeah, or just to their cult, their employees. Exactly. Um, And, you know, it became like kind of an adult therapeutic device, and it was touted as a temporary fix for ADHD and anxiety. And again, that's also when we start seeing this uptick in mental health awareness and self-diagnosed cases of neurodivergence. Now, it only took a couple of months after Mikorsky's application for someone else to throw their hat in the spinner ring. In November of 2016, a man from Killeen, Texas, named David Allen Pavelski applied for a design patent for a three-lobed version of the fidget spinner and was approved in October of 2017. Now, a design patent means, like, it's basically just I'm patenting this idea on paper. I don't have the actual thing. A functional invention patent is different. That means that I actually have a prototype and it works and I want to patent it. He's just applying for the design. Um, But the story of the fidget spinner really lies within these waiting periods between patent applications. Because, like, yeah... I filed for a patent for this. Like it's mine, but it takes a year, but maybe this guy got in like a month earlier and it's like, so it's all about these in between times when no one really owns it. Right. Sounds just awful. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I dude. The only thing I've ever invented is like, turds (laughs) turds uh, <laughs> P- pants that you don't have to pull down to poo yeah <laughs> yeah you just poo in them yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all pants are, are pants yeah, that you don't have to pull down to poo they're called pipers yeah you just you just poo your pants uh now there was much buzz around functional fidget toys around this time spinners were just one of several fidget centric toys the other most notable fidget toy was the fidget cube which i still see around mm-hmm. um and that's similar to like a bop it like there's multiple activities on the cube like one side's a button one side's a little flicky thing Mm. one side's maybe like a like a not like a knob that you can twist whatever you yeah, know what i mean it's, it's almost like a small one-handed controller you can bring them on the train and kind of pretend like you're controlling like you're people <laughs> and stuff now i'm just picturing you like stoned <laughs> on the fucking on the subway like, yeah, yeah. like now stab that person yeah <laughs> like, it worked <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah sit, i mean sit, sit down it worked yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked yeah, yeah the one thing that the uh, fidget cube controller and the train never works for is having someone turn off their bluetooth speaker yeah um, <laughs> or making my dad love me. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you know, I, I have no problem, you know, with these the idea of keeping an idle hand busy when you're on the computer or doing work or whatever. And I think that a fidget cube is actually probably more beneficial than a spinner. But, you know, to each his own. Now, it would be the fidget cube that would bring about probably the biggest profiteer of fidget spinners. In 2016, when trying to purchase the Kickstarter product, which by that point had already amassed $6 million in profits, high school student Alan Maman realized it would take months to get his order, so he searched elsewhere for a fidget fix. It was then when he stumbled upon someone selling fidget spinners on Etsy. And who knows who that person is, by the way. That person isn't any of the three that we've mentioned. By the way, someone else was already making these. Now, realizing that the spinners were created by a simple 3D printing process and that his school, Byram Hills High School in Armonk, New York, had 3D printers, he decided to make spinners himself. So after a crash course in 3D printing from his physics teacher and acquiring some fidget spinner blueprints online, my mom teamed up with his buddy Cooper Weiss and began pumping out fidget spinners. They named their company Fidget 360. Nice. Perfect. Rad. Yeah, rad, dude. Yeah, psycho. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, killer, yeah. And quickly became the first registered company to mass produce the toy. Their initial customer pool was made of students at their school who clamored to buy a fidget spinner for about $26 a piece. Within six months, the high school duo raked in $350,000 worth of sales in high school. Mm-hmm. selling who, toys who knew it was so easy to become a millionaire yeah to become yeah. a thousand yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and because they were in high school and they were making so much money their story was highly publicized making them the face of fidget spinners but also bringing the idea of the spinners to the mainstream audience that Hedinger had always dreamed of back in the day um, you know now it's oh these enterprising you know young kids blah 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 in New York are making these toys that are meant to help you focus it's a perfectly baked in news story to make these things exciting explode um and again you know it's something it's the sales for these things are it, it's an amazing system because adults want them kids want them like it's, it's a toy that everyone actually wants it's not just parents going out to buy them for the kids it's like well i'll take one for myself too mm-hmm. you know and that's that's really the, the the big thing now despite the success of their fidget spinners the folks in charge at maman's and weiss's school were not pleased that their machines were being used to turn such a large profit so Fidget 360 brought their own or bought their own 3D printers, and that's when things really took off. Can you imagine being a teacher at that school and these fucking kids are like raking in like decades worth of your salary? Dude, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I selling mean, these stupid toys I that mean, are now annoying the shit out of you in class. I don't know why they wouldn't have just gone with the. Uh the easier just like hey you can use our printers just give us a cut i mean they probably would have ended up buying their own printers anyways but yeah or just like hey you guys aren't allowed to make these and then start making them yeah they're yeah. grown-ups oh, yeah, yeah they're yeah. fucking grown-ups yeah, just tell yeah. the kids they can't fucking use them i didn't even realize the fact that <laughs> these are grown-ups see that's why it's hard for you to become a millionaire dude <laughs> these are adults yeah these are adults just tell the fucking kids they can't use the fucking shit <laughs> and, and then, then just, just start doing them. it yeah, what are they going to do? Genius. Yeah, they're not going to do shit. We should do that. Go we back, should, we yeah. should start making that. Yeah, let's just find some younger kids with a good idea and just steal from them. Just beat them up. Just in beat the them back up and alley. take their blueprints. <laughs> yeah. Now, they began mass producing the spinners as news coverage and social media presence began to go viral. At one point, demand was so high that they considered teaming up with an injection molding company in China to keep up with demand, but decided against it in favor of keeping their friends employed and keeping their company all American. Gotta love that. While their reasoning for not expanding to a larger Chinese producer is admirable, it did not stop the army of opportunists that were about to flood the market with their own versions of spinners. So basically, yeah, this company in China is like, hey, we can make like millions of these for, you know, a nickel a piece. Um, they're like, well, no. And they're like, they just did. They did what the, what the high school teacher should have done. They're just like, OK, well. We'll just do it then. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, yeah, and you're yeah. fucking out, Fidget 360. Fuck you. Mm. Um, and so what happened was once the toys got all this media attention, they went viral, all the knockoff companies and bootleggers began selling them for a fraction of what the OG fidget spinners went for. Pretty much about $5 a piece instead of 25 And the boys at Fidget 360, they didn't really own any sole rights to produce the item. Not to mention that, you know, Mikorsky and Pavelski, they both had patents that were about to be approved. Um, that really should have locked them in as maybe even being able to sue, but no, because all the fidget spinners were being produced before their patent was approved, so they didn't have any ownership. And then once once they did get approved, well, there's already so many on the fucking market. What's the difference with yours that you're mm-hmm. going to try? And you know, you're a small fish now in a huge pond of fidget spinners. Brutal. Yeah. So it's just it's just fucking over for anyone that had any legitimate connection to the creation. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, it's a brutal brutal world, but 
in the world of business, the business fidget spinner business. Yeah, the biz as we call it. We just call it fidget the, worlds. The biz. Yeah. Or the fizz biz. Yeah, fizz biz. Yeah, dude. Fizz biz is like a is like a fucking soda shop. Um, <laughs> now the the team said that they would have gone, you know, or had they had gone with the Chinese producer, they would have been able to fill the demand and raked in millions. But because of the size of their operation, they were left in the dust. It just it was just too hard. But but again, I got to give them props because they're like, no, like you know, it will, all of our friends that we hired from school that and we're all making good money, they would all lose their jobs. Like like they did the right thing, but they just weren't expecting that everyone else would do what they should have done and just wipe them off the map. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it would be the overabundance that would kill the fidget spinner because now it, there's millions of them as opposed to only you know being able to produce a couple thousand. And now they're they're going global. I mean, um, that's that's the fizz biz for you. That's it. Yeah. And there were so many different kinds that it would be impossible to sue or claim ownership over any one design because of all the variations. Like I had one that was like a ninja star, mm -hmm. you know, and they had ones that were like UFOs. Like, I mean, anything you could think of. Like, I, I like the OG, the originals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course. Yeah. This, the, the one that actually helps yeah, with yeah, my yeah, conditions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other ones are literally just toys. Mm -hmm. dude. Yeah. 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 Um, I like the one with a little bit of anthrax in the center. Yeah. And just flies out <laughs> all over the yeah. place. Now, by mid-2017, schools across the country began banning fidget spinners from classrooms, claiming that the toys adver basically advertised as task-enforcing were actually achieving the complete opposite effect. Now, without the ability to have a spinner in their hands at all times, interest in the toys began to fade at an alarming rate. The bubble had popped, and by 2019, fidget spinners became a relic of a time gone by. It was that fast. But again, it is fascinating that, I mean, 1993 is when these things started. It took all the way up to 2017 for them to go big. And then within a year, pretty much they're done. Mm -hmm. Like that is a serious flash in the pan. Absolutely. And also, I think it, that that's the other big thing, too, is like with the functionality that was advertised for these things. I feel like once kids were told, no, you can't have that in your hand in class because they're like, well, no, it helps me. Mm -hmm. And then they don't have it. They're like, you know, I don't even need this. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to fidget spin at home where I have video games yeah, and shit. They, they realized they were fine. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah, yeah. Overnight, they were yeah, cured. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Whoa. Some kid gets up out of his wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, just put something else in their hand and that'll be the new thing that they like. Exactly. You know, it, it really, it was that simple. Mm -hmm. And Hedinger, she actually tried the, the OG fidget spinner creator in 1993 she tried to capitalize on the popularity in 2017 by starting a kickstarter for original fidget spinners but no one really you know took her offer seriously like no one no one took that seriously like how could you be the the person that created these there's millions of them they're all over who the fuck are you mm -hmm. like essentially they, there were so many of them and it was such a massive thing that it was hard to believe that they came from one person's idea. Like most people didn't even take her Kickstarter campaign seriously until like major news publications started releasing stories about her and how she was the one that missed out on the money. Very similar again to Pogs, Cabbage Patch Kids, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Uh, soap shoes even um, because yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's a nice story. Everyone likes to hear like, Oh man, that's so fucked up that she was robbed, but you're not going to like, you don't think it's fucked up enough to go buy one from her. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you think it's fucked up? Why don't you do something to help? Yeah. Just no. poorly. I mean, at that point too, you just got to let go. And try to, I mean, if you're really the one who invented the original, I mean, then you're like a mastermind. Just come up with the next. Just come up with something else thing. to fucking exactly. do. Yeah. And, and she did. Uh, and, and she's doing fine now. But right. uh, from Russia with Fidget. That's the name of this next uh, portion here. Nice. Now, it wouldn't be a dump without an absolutely bizarre and unexpected side effect of Fidget Spinners. 
Let's go to Mother Russia, where the toy was believed to have the power to bring down an entire country. It was July 12th of 2017 when Russian television show Virus made claims that the new American craze fidget spinners could cause people to become susceptible to political opposition, and in a place like Russia, nothing is more threatening. Just how a fidget spinner could signal the downfall of an entire country is unclear, but they really went for it. So soon, Russian news outlets began reporting on the dangers of fidget spinners, claiming that they were an instrument of zombifying hypnosis and would make the fidgeter vulnerable to manipulation. Some more extreme conspiracy theorists argued that the toys must be some sort of Western surveillance device because they were being sold at political rallies. They were being sold at political rallies along with fucking water bottles and like any other fucking mm-hmm. shit that you would have in like a, a street market. Like if you went down downtown L.A. Um, Santi Alley, where like it's the knockoff capital of the world. Right. You like you were basically just walking on a cobblestone street of fidget spinners right, during that yeah, year. Yeah, like yeah. there was millions of them mm-hmm. on that street. Very lightweight plastic. Yeah. Ones. So, mm-hmm. but because, you know, so anytime there was a large gap, like, you know, when you go to like the zoo and people are selling hats and like the light up swords and stuff for kids, mm-hmm. it, they would have fidget spinners, right. you know? And so that's what that is. But because it's Russia, they must have some fucking listening well, device. I mean, also, I, I mean, I used to have one. I used it all the time and I still voted for Putin. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know yeah, what they're so talking about. There you about. go. Yeah. Yeah. And there was even reports of fatalities and like fidget spinner related tragedies, but they were all false. None of that stuff was true. It was all just propaganda. Um, but all in all, fidget spinners fell out of favor as quickly as they exploded onto the scene. And without them, us fidgeters have managed to get by just fine. You know, semi. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still going paycheck to paycheck. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, maybe you can come up with the next fidget spinner or be don't be the guy that creates the fidget spinner. Be the guy that steals the idea. And, yeah, and I mean, some... I think that's a good takeaway. S- steal people's ideas. Yeah, exactly. That's capitalism. Yeah, it? make the profit. So uh, I did look up um, fidget spinner. I tried to find fidget spinner fatalities for real. Um, but instead, what I found was a bunch of fucking injuries. Like May 2017. Uh, 2017, obviously the big year for fidget spinners. So that's when all these are going to take place. But 10-year-old Britton Jonick of Houston, Texas, uh, had to have the bearing rem- surgically removed from his esophagus. He, he His came apart and he swallowed it. And it got mm-hmm. and it got lodged. Well, why uh, wouldn't you? In his throat. Yeah, I mean they looked delicious. They absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, in June 2017, 25-year-old Alexander Doggle of Carlsborg Municipality, Sweden, uh, was using an air compression gun. Now the, you can look this up on YouTube. People still do this. You hold the fidget spinner, then you take like a compressed air can and blow on it to make it spin like as fucking fast as possible. But they're not built to withstand that. So it started expanding and it sliced into the his thumb tendon so deep that you could see the bone, which is fucking crazy because we're talking about fidget spinners. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, legally, we recommend not doing that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't do it. Yeah, it, it spins just fine. And you can make them, you can make them go really fast just with your hand. Trust me, I'm doing it right now. Um, also, so June 27 June is the biggest month. Uh, June 2017 um, in Alabama and Michigan, there was reports of these Chinese produced fidget spinners that had a Bluetooth speaker in the middle, just bursting into flames while they were being charged. It, it was a problem with the battery. Now, if you remember, a couple years later, or right around that same time, when the hoverboards thing, you know, the two wheels and you stand on it and you, you look awesome mm-hmm. uh, when you ride them, those were bursting into flames as well um one particularly scary case was someone had one on a plane and it burst into flames very scary indeed yeah, yeah. jesus fucking christ um so yeah bluetooth but also like 
you made your fidget spinner too fancy. That's what you get. You fly yeah. too close to the sun, Icarus. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't I mean, need like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, coincidentally enough, those were the ones made in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So America. we'll send them these yeah. and we'll see how they like it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So also June of 2017 in Sydney, Australia, Angus Gervin swallowed uh, the bearing and <laughs> the way it was described was painfully passed it 48 hours later. Oh, my God painfully passed it. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't need to tell us that. Like, yeah, like, just... I bet it was fucking painful. But, yeah. dude, I'll tell you what. While the fidget spinner was in his guts, his intestines were getting their work done. Yeah, his intestines <laughs> were fucking sick, Yeah, no, no anxiety inside yeah. that kid's body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was all just in his head. As he, yeah, as he awaited to shit out a fidget spinner. Painfully. Now, yeah. Now, also, uh, May 2017, another May, uh, UK actress Ayula Smart was hit by a rogue spinner in a mall and gave her a fucking concussion. Some kid was spinning it so fast it got out of his hand. Some I, I don't know how fast they have to go to fly and hit someone in the head like that. Insane. Yeah, that's, in, that's an insane concept to me. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. But so you know, fidget spinners, friend or foe, you decide. <laughs> yeah. um, so what does it all mean? Well, I guess it means that ideas can be had by many people, but that doesn't mean that they belong to everyone who has them. Well, there were several people who claimed that they were the rightful heir to the fidget fortune. It is unclear who really deserved the credit. Sure, Hedinger was the first to make something that resembled a fidget spinner. But what about McCorskery, who was the first to file a patent for a handheld device specifically made to help with fidgeting? Or what about the folks at Fidget360, who took it upon themselves to just go ahead and make the damn things available on a massive level? Maybe the people who deserve the credit for the craze and henceforth the money made from it were the bootleggers and the knockoffers who were responsible for the millions of spinners sold at immensely cheap prices. Either way, if you struggle with ADHD or anxiety, talk to a psychiatrist or therapist. Chances are they won't prescribe a fidget spinner to you, and if they do, there are plenty to choose from at your local landfill. And that's what it means to me. Beautiful outro. Fucking fidget spinners, man. Beautiful so outro. stupid. Uh, this is just coveted garbage. Now fidget spinners, they're just like it, there's like a seven layer dip in landfills, and it's like starts with fucking yeah. pogs, mm-hmm. and then it fucking goes up from there, and then fidget spinners are right there at the top. And I actually, I and not not even doing a bit, but I do I, my job uh, is a uh, junk haul removal, right, guy, right. And so I, I'm at the landfill a lot up in uh, Santa Clarita, and I mean, just still, what what year is it? 2024, <laughs> and just piles of these things. <laughs> Not doing a bit. What do you think the mountains are made of? Uh, (laughs) If you dig five feet down, guess what you're going to find? Fidgets. Yeah. Fidget spinners. Probably, though, honestly. Yeah, I mean, they're there. We know that they're there, and they're not going anywhere because they're made of fucking metal and plastic. They weren't recycled. No, fuck no. Yeah. No, fuck no. (laughs) What do you think? I'm a pussy or something? Yeah, yeah. Hell no. Yeah, that shit goes right in the trash. Yeah, Yeah, or you just bury it in the backyard. Or some fucking lady's temple at the mall. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or lodged in a kid's fucking intestines or throat. Yeah. Yeah. Or, Or fucking. Fucking, you know, you can find a fidget spinner slicing through a guy's thumb tendon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, folks, we have video now, video content now on our Patreon. Uh, a lot of our side series are being filmed now. It's fun. Uh, so check that out. Patreon.com slash culture dumps really helps us out. Um, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram. Um, that's at culture dumps. You can always send us an email with, with suggestions, comments, you know, your own memories of fidget spinners, perhaps. And that's at culture dumps at gmail.com. Uh, you can listen to James's other show, Stay in School. Uh, that's on every platform that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you would possibly to YouTube use. Soon. Yeah, yeah, coming to YouTube. So, yeah, check that out. Check out Stay in School. Check out our Patreon. And with that being said, I'm Ryan Lichten. I've been joined by James Ford. 
keep on dumping.